Ask the Specialist, a podcast where doctors from Royal Darwin Hospital ask a team of specialists to answer the questions they have about working with Aboriginal patients. My name is Billawarra Lee. Billawarra means the red-tailed black cockatoo. I'm an elder of the Larrakia Nation. My name is Parawa Ingi, Purintadamiri, a Tiwi elder. And my name is Rajoy Melanie Herdman, and I am from Arnhem Land. The specialists are Larrakia, Tiwi and Yolngu leaders, who have all had personal experiences in hospital in the Northern Territory of Australia. Hi, I'm Vicky. Royal Darwin Hospital in the capital of the Northern Territory is very different to any other hospital in Australia, which is probably one of the reasons you wanted to work here. 60% of people you treat identify as Aboriginal. And in the renal department, for example, an astonishing 90% of patients are Aboriginal. You've told us that you want to provide culturally appropriate care, but that you need some help. And you struggle to attend cultural education because your workload is just so intense. So we've developed a series of podcasts that you can listen to anytime, anywhere, that will hopefully give you some insights to help you deliver culturally safe care to your patients. Live, testing, testing. (laughs) I'm Stuart McGrath, Um, Irish last name. Father's family is from down south. I grew up on Kalunko, Elko Island, Yenike, Matamata, Ski Beach. Uh, Yuru it's all the outstations there. Arnhem Land. Yeah, around the outstations. Yeah. I'm Aboriginal health practitioner. Now I'm back in um, Charles Darwin University doing my Bachelor of Nursing and working in Menzies. Um, I'm Vicky, Vicky Kerrigan, a PhD student. My last name also happens to be Irish. I'm a white Australian. I grew up on a farm in New South Wales, but I've lived in Darwin on Larrakia country for over a decade. Uh, I worked at ABC Radio for a really long time, but now I'm doing this. I'm working on a PhD research project, which is about culture and communication. So there's one more person you need to meet, and it's my mate Richard. Hello, I'm Richard. I'll be the voice of all the doctors that you're going to hear. Okay, so we can get started. This first podcast is about the importance of getting to know your patient. Here's Lara Kia elder, Auntie Billawarra Lee. If you take the time at the beginning, it absolutely reduces the expense. It reduces the repeat presentation. It will possibly make their health a lot better. So taking time at the beginning is critical in best healthcare. I've learned and from my own experience as well, but also from the great man, Nelson Mandela, who, who said, the first thing you have to do is learn this language, learn a word. So what I'm saying, obviously, is the doctors perhaps need to learn a word, one word to say like, hello, good morning. Um, that will hit here, right in the heart that patient will feel comfortable. So that's, that's like an icebreaker sort of? You, like icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So that's the very first thing. It may not be a big thing to uh, other people, but for an indigenous person, Aboriginal person, to hear a foreigner say a word or two to him, that means a lot. Okay, here we go. That's recording now. What's that? So the Tiwi word for hello, what is it? It's Aungana, Aungana. That's ha- Aunanga, o- 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 no? No, Aungana. What's that NG sound that you're doing there? Well, it's it's like the end of the song, like song, except it's in the middle. And a lot, a lot of times it's at the beginning of, of our Tiwi um, vocabulary as well. Yeah. So, Aunanga. Aunanga. <laughs> very, very tricky. you got to keep practising it. Do it again. Aungana. So even if a doctor listens to this and they practise and practise and practise and they might still make a mistake. They, they, Aboriginal people always laugh at um, non-Indigenous people when they try to pronounce Aboriginal words because they say, oh, that's funny. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> So that's Pirawangi Purantata Mary, who was trying to teach me a bit of Tiwi as we had a chat after the interview. Pirawangi is uh, a Tiwi elder, and he's also the former deputy mayor of the Tiwi Islands Regional Council. He works as a health worker as well, eh? Yeah, for 10 years. Spent 27 years on the Tiwi Land Council. Said he's a singer man, like as in traditional songland, yeah. You've got that NG sound, don't you, as well, in Yungumata? Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. It's just normal. What's hello in your language? Yo. Oh, well, that's easy. Yeah, that's general across all the clans. Just yo. Yeah, yo namri. Like, how are you? Yo namri. What are the dialects again in Yongumata? I speak Jambarapungo. There's heaps. Kupapungo, Kumach, Stuala, Stuaya. That's a public dialect in Gaub area. Yeah. But, yeah, they're all similar. In my experience, people love talking about where they're from and where their family are. But, you know, does that question put them in a position of ease? Does that open them up to a more relaxed state? What do you want your doctor to ask you about yourself? I think to begin with, to introduce yourself, you know, hi, I'm Dr Pete or Nurse Jane or whatever... How are you? Where you're from? And then share about yourself. Tell them where you're from, whether you're married, whether you've got kids, what, you know, if you follow football or some other sport, just so that gives them information about you before you start getting information from them. So it's pretty much yarning rather than formal questions? Absolutely, because they'll feel much more comfortable with a conversation than a question and answer time. Um, that does not put most of us at ease because we've had generational experience of authority and police coming in and asking questions. Oh, and always when you say to the patient, hello, my name's Dr Pete, what's your name? And they might say, oh, I'm John Brown. Oh, Mr Brown, how would you like me to call you? Uncle John, Mr Brown, 
And if that's what they say, that's what you do. That's why I always say to people, I prefer to be called Aunty Billawarra. The, just the plain Billawarra is very disrespectful if it's an older person. Just about what you talked about um, in the doctor's comment, where are you from, where's your family, because then you will understand, oh, my God, they've travelled 600 kilometres to be here and they're here for two months without family, with no, you know, not at work, living in a temporary accommodation. I'm pretty sure if we were all stuck in confined space for two weeks, we would go mad. So there needs to be that some kind of understanding built and a relationship established for that person to then say, oh, so this person is here to help me. They really want to know who I am and what I'm here for. And if I don't know what I'm here for, this is the person to ask Mm. because they really care about me. It's establishing that. Mm. I'm not going to talk to someone if someone's just coming in to take tick boxes and take my blood pressure and ask me questions and then walk off. So once you get to know someone, they open up and they trust you. You want them to respect you as the doctor that's going to help them get better, but you also have to respect them for allowing you to look after them and have trust in you that you're doing the right thing for them. So that's your cousin? Uh, Melanie Erdman and... Her mother's clan is from the Gumach, which is where I come from, from the Gumach clan, yeah. I suppose my question is, why doesn't the patient automatically respect the doctor? Because that's what the doctor might be thinking. Why do I have to invest this time? Why don't they just respect me? I don't know. I think past history, for instance, where they have this notion back home at Gullivant or when someone's going to Adelaide, usually means you return in a box. So people generally, when they're interacting with the healthcare provider, they're going in with fear more than trust first. Yeah. Well, in terms of legal matters, political matters, health matters, all sorts of history of oppression. So that doesn't really help the situation um, where it's important for for doctors to give give the patients some empowerment and like let them know that that's their body and it's their health, they're entitled to make any decisions. Yeah, but most, most patients don't know that. That's why I, I usually say, you know, you're the boss for your body. What do you want to do? Is it okay to make eye contact? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. If you have somebody there that's really mucking up and you often get patients that are in there, you know, maybe under the influence, um, and if you're an older person in there, you can make direct eye contact to emphasise. Um, if you're of the opposite gender and you're staring, well, sort of the main reason is that, you know, you can F me. If you're two males, it will might often mean, do you want to fight? So, you know, you don't sit face to face, turn slightly sideways. Prolonged eye contact can have some very bad connotations. So, like, even, even when you 
you know, consult with your patient and you're just sitting directly, that's, that's very rude and they just shut down. So when you say any questions in the end, they're just going to be like, nope, because you're sitting directly and looking at them. I guess what we need to understand is that just because they're not looking at you, which is what our teachers taught us to do, to stare at their soul while they're speaking, even though they're not looking at you, they are listening. And the reason why you know that is because you can see them nodding or confirm with them, asking open-ended questions, slowing down what you're talking about and also you know, being aware that some people, and it doesn't matter what gender they are, what age they are, they're shy or they they have that respect in themselves that they don't want to have that long eye, long eye contact. Or it also is indicating that something else is going on. They're not happy. Mm-hmm. Something is not right. They might not be comfortable talking to that person. Eye-to-eye contact is is not a thing among Aboriginal culture uh, because we have uh, avoidance relationship. People that we can't uh, talk to, we can't associate with, we can't sit with, those avoidance relationship, which is why there's no eye-to-eye contact. Now, at the end of our first podcast about the importance of getting to know your patient, Let's go over what we know. In fact, let's call this little summary the podcast paper round. Getting to know your patient is part of delivering good health care. You want your patient to trust you and you want to trust your patient. Taking time at the beginning is critical in best health care. Share a little bit about who you are. Learn a few phrases in local Aboriginal languages. Ask your patient how they would like you to refer to them. Mr, Mrs, Uncle or Auntie, or maybe they would like you to use their Aboriginal name, not their English name. Try to avoid direct questions. Give your patient power. That's why I I usually say, you know, you're the boss for your body. What do you want to do? And one of the most commonly asked questions, is it okay to make eye contact? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. But try not to sit face-to-face. Instead, sit side-by-side with your patient. Next time on Ask the Specialist... There are opportunities to make communication better for Indigenous people. We'll answer your questions about how you can better communicate with your patients. Thank you to Auntie Bilawara Lee, Pirawangi Purantata Mary, Rachiwoi Melanie Herdman and Stuart Yiwar McGrath for sharing their knowledge and personal experiences. I'm Vicky Kerrigan. We hope you've learnt some stuff you can try at work, but we also hope you've been inspired to think about who you are and how you work. Because while it's helpful and completely fascinating to learn about Aboriginal cultures, If we're sincere about wanting to improve health outcomes for everyone, we need to critically think about our culture and how we can change. Not just as individuals, but also take a look at the places where we work and the policies we've created to suit how we think the world should operate.